ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls of all ages, uh, happy, uh, I guess, season of Halloween here as you turn into the first episode of It Came From Cherry Hill this month of October. Uh, my name is Glenn. I'll be uh, your host, and I'm joined by my wonderful co-host, Mr. Rob. Rob, how are you this fine, fine evening? I'm doing well, man. At first, I was like, the first episode, you mean the only episode? And then I was like, no. Oh, wait. no, not at all. No, we got all we got a we got a we got a two for this month. Man. I know, I know. See, like I'm I'm two on the ball. Like I feel like I'm not usually that that prepared, but you know, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Something about the uh, you know our second episode. You'll you'll hear about that uh, a little bit later on. But you know, I figure I figure we'll just uh, go and just like jump kind of like right into it, Rob, because we actually do have a little bit of uh, news in terms of the con. Uh, and as always, try to keep you in the dark. Uh, when it comes to the con news, uh, unfortunately, of course, you know I don't have any like guest announcements or anything like that. Very much still on hold uh, for official Monster Mania, like the actual con itself, until May of 2021. Uh, so we got a we got a long, long ways to go there. Uh, but um, I, for those of you who may not know, um, if you tuned into the last episode, Monster Mania announced that they are doing a drive-in experience uh, on Halloween uh, itself, and I believe also the day before Halloween, October 30th, at the Mahoning Drive-In uh, in Lee Lehighton, Pennsylvania. It is now sold out uh, both days, so uh, you know if you were interested in going on that, um, you know hopefully you got your tickets, uh, and that's awesome for Monster Mania. So. A uh, good way for them to, you know, still kind of keep the feeling alive. Uh, we will be there definitely in spirit, but not in person. <laughs> I'm really happy about that. I'm glad to hear that it's sold out. I, I would love, um, I'm, I, I want to see, especially now, right? Like necessity being the mother, mother of invention. Mm -hmm. I love that, you know, Dave's trying new stuff that he's putting the brand on other things and things that, you know, frankly, we're outside of timing are super interested in i mean we've said for years it's one of the best parts of the com for us is the movie experience being able to watch stuff so like i would love for them to do you know quasi regular you know drive-in movie type things so i think this is great and i'm glad it was it's I mean, it's sold out a month ahead of time i'm gonna call it a success yeah absolutely absolutely man and i mean it's a great way to i mean even though monster mania is huge to you know you and i and the audience as a collective uh you know it's still very much i feel like probably like a small business in a lot of ways uh and uh so is the drive-in so to be able to support small business at a time when it's really like when just everybody is is struggling um that, that, that's awesome to bring them uh you know a sellout for both days not to mention the vendors that are going to have there uh so of course if you're looking for more information on that head on over to monster mania's website which is always in the show notes uh monstermania.net uh and uh you can also check out the facebook pages get some other info in there as well uh and you know just uh so everyone knows that's uh that's uh it's mask required social distancing so it's pretty it's pretty safe it's as safe as it you know as safe as it can be um and, and it's all outside of course it's the driving so uh you know they're doing the making the best of a bad situation i think yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more, man. Uh, also, in the time since we last spoke, uh, the uh, third uh, issue of the Monster Mania magazine uh, released. Uh, I don't know if you've if you've seen any of these or if you've picked any of them up from um, you know the store over on Monster Mania's uh, website. Uh, but the third one is back, so they just re, re kind of like brought the whole Monster Mania magazine back into circulation. You can buy 
issues one and two on the website, but one is pretty close to selling out. Uh, but on the cover, uh, they have Doug Bradley. Uh, he is the outside-the-box columnist, uh, and they have all types of articles uh, talking about the uh, the behind-the-scenes cancellation of uh, you know Monstermaniacon 45. Uh, they have uh, all things Hellraiser with the interviews with Doug Bradley. Uh, they have a whole thing all about uh, Bor- Boris Kar- Karloff. Uh, there's a Lon Chaney article. There's all types of different horror board games. So there's a section that should be right up our alley there. Uh, there's a debate section about the Munsters versus the Adams Family. Uh, there's an interview with Art the Clown uh, from Terrifier and Terrifier 2. Uh, there's a throwback section for uh, Night Gallery. Uh, there's all types of uh, awesome like little reviews and segments and interviews and all types of cool fun facts and behind-the-scenes stuff. And you can pick that up now for 8 bucks. The cover price is 9 so save yourself that dollar. Uh, but there's a ton of stuff right now over at Monster Mania's store. If you head on over, I would just go to monstermedia.net uh, because the link to try to get to the store is, is crazy. Uh, no way I could read it out loud for you. Um, but just go there uh, and check it out. You can pick up the magazines, issue one, two, and three. They put a whole bunch of new horror board games in the store. There's all types of really cool masks. So if you're looking for a Halloween costume or just something to look like cool, like a display piece, they have both wearable ones as well as display type things. There's all types of cool like uh, like wall art. Almost like the like those types that are like those stickers, those vinyl stickers that you can apply and then reapply. They have a whole bunch going from like Halloween to Creep Show to Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Child's Play, and they're all like ten bucks, and you get like four or five stickers in each one. Um, I don't know exactly how big they are, but they look pretty. They look pretty cool. So I so let's back up a second. So not to completely derail the you know this podcast, as if that's possible. Yeah. But where do you land on the Adams Family uh, monsters debate? Where do you land on that? I mean, I, I, I'm like I wanna, I'm like I wanna say I don't really care, but but <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I, I mean, I guess the Adams family, and and that's only because uh, like you know my my first experience with the Adams family was probably the movie uh, when I when I was a kid, like in the '90s. Um, Max likes the theme song, Max, my son, um, and uh, he watches the animated cartoons sometimes. Um, but, um, you know, I, I, just, I, I wasn't really attached to, to either of them growing up. Uh, I was, you know, I was too busy watching like gremlins <laughs> and ghostbusters. <laughs> I used to watch, uh, I used to watch monsters a lot. Um, uh, and like Nick at night back when I was, yeah. a kid, I used to be on all the time. So I used to watch that a lot. Uh, but yeah, I think like for me, like the movies were such, I think if you're like a nineties kid, like the movies were such a, you know, they were pervasive. They were everywhere and you know, it, they're hilarious. They still hold up. The first one still holds up pretty well today. So, but yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing. Cause like, I haven't thought about, I haven't thought about either of those franchises in years since <laughs> you just brought it up. But I think for me, I'd have to, I'd have to get the, I think, yeah, I think I'd have to get the edge of Adam's family. I think so, man. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe it just seemed. Uh, I think the characters just seemed a little, a little bit cooler uh, than the monsters. Uh, Herman Munster is uh, is awesome, um, but I don't know. Just maybe just a little bit too before my time. Perhaps if there was a monsters remake, um, you know, around uh, when I was a kid. It might, it might, it might sway me the other way. But uh, I do remember like staying up to to watch that because uh, Nick at Night always popped on after Are You Afraid of the Dark. Uh, on Saturday, so when I was a little bit too scared, I could then <laughs> I could then stay up and watch a little bit of uh, Nick at Night before going to bed. Uh, but mm. 
But yeah, man, a uh, ton of awesome stuff over on Monster Mania's website. Go check it out. See all the new stuff that's available in the store. Uh, don't really have too much else in the you know in the realm of Monster Mania. Although I'm going to use this a little bit as a segue uh, into that second show uh, announcement that we were talking about because we were both like uh, we were both excited that Monster Mania was doing something. And when we saw the um, the drive-through announcement, we were super excited. And then we saw the date and, and like the location, and we're like, ah. Oh, it's just uh, it's just a little bit of a rough timing, and it's just a little too far. Um, so um, you know, we won't be going to that. So we were like, well, what can we do um, to kind of like you know like I don't know, pay homage or like keep that feeling going uh, for us a little bit, and maybe for anybody else out there, uh, you know, who wants to be able to like have that experience, but you know, maybe you just live a little bit too far away. Uh, and uh, Rob and I have been talking about watching um, a certain movie, uh, which would be the Child's Play remake. Uh, because yeah, so let's just say that I got I was real excited to do this <laughs> and then I instantly got less excited. Like my excitement level dropped 17 octaves uh, to watch Nest the Thermostat Gone Wild. Also, it does the child's play remake. Yeah, so that that, that is true. <laughs> you you but but I, I was able to convince you to do it. Um, and uh, what we're gonna do is on October the twenty fourth. It's a Saturday, the Saturday before uh, the Monster Mania drive in event. Um, if you follow us on Twitter over at it came from uh, uh, ch, it's probably the easiest way to to find out um, the link. Uh, what we're gonna do is we're gonna do a watch along, and we're gonna use Amazon uh, Prime Video in order to do it. And I'm going to have a link that I can post and I can share with you guys. Uh, and you can click on the link and you can join along with us and watch. You have to have an Amazon Prime account in order to do it. But up to 100 people can do it. Uh, and, uh, I mean, while I would love if we had 100 people in there, uh, I'm also realistic. I don't know how many people are going to pop in there. Uh, but, if, you know, like, three people show up, hey, I'd be, whatever. Like, so ecstatic. We have, we, have, we have three people show up there. I'll, we'll have a great time. Um, but, you know, it's just, uh, you know, Rob and I love watching all the movies at Monster Mania. Uh, you know, we're, we're uh, both a little bummed that the timing for this just didn't quite work out for us. Uh, and uh, we were like, you know what? We can't be the only ones uh, who are giant Monster Mania fans who can't make it for this day. So we we're like, well, let's see if we can kind of recreate that experience a little bit uh, and uh, try out one of these ways uh, where you can like watch a movie with friends. Uh, so we're going to do it on October the 24th at 10 o'clock. Um, I'll post the, the link over on our Twitter at it came from uh, Cherry Hill. I'll also see if I can post it over on the Monster Mania um, uh, Facebook page um, over in the um Maybe I probably won't be able to post it on like the main page, but I can probably post it in the. Um, I'm like, what's the shopping part of that again? The Monster Media Little Mall of Horror. That I can definitely post it. Uh, so I'll post it in there too. And if you're not following the Monster Media Little Mall of Horror and checking out all the cool things that the vendors have, you definitely should. Uh, and it's vendors, artists, and also uh, podcasts like uh, like ourselves. Uh, but it'll be a great way uh, for all of us to kind of watch the movie. Uh, we chose uh, <laughs> Child's Play because Rob is uh, kind of being nice. Uh, but uh, I think it's a I think it's a fun movie. I feel like it captures the spirit of Monster Mania well because it's just a it's just like a che- it's just a cheesy fun movie, man. You're gonna I feel like you're gonna have a good time. You're gonna laugh, uh, and uh, you know, that, and that's and that's what it's all about. Uh, so, so I think the the plan's gonna be is that we'll be on audio and we'll be doing kind of like a live commentary, you know, uh, uh, mystery science theater three thousand kind of thing, uh, which we should be able to record and put out, right? Uh, yeah, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be interesting. Cause, uh, you know, I don't want to have, uh, I'm going to try not to include the audio. Like, it's going to be weird. Cause I'm like, how do I not have the audio from the, well, from the movie? Uh, 
Uh, cause like, uh, did a little bit more research on that and it's a little bit more of a gray area than I was first anticipating. Uh, so, uh, you know, we're going to see, we're going to see what we can do. <laughs> so we'll try to do that. But the cool thing is like, if you show up live uh, the Amazon, uh, watch along party, we, we actually just got a chance to use it, uh, this past Friday. It works really uh, well and it works really well. And there's a whole chat function. So we can even like, even if the audio doesn't come off, if you show off live, we'll just, we'll sit around and we'll do, you know, we'll be chit chatting around uh you know in the chat room kind of hanging out uh if you want to you know hopefully you get the audio so you all can hear you know the the rare appearance of cantankerous rob uh when i'm just you know you know railing against this movie to high heavens even at this point like i feel like at this point i built it up so much that i can't love it even if i do love it i can't tell you i love it because no, i'll never no, hear the fair. end of it no 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 life. no man no um i feel like I'm, I'm sweetened in my old age man like if you love it i'm gonna be like good for you man like i'm glad you had fun with it because i just want you to have a good time with it man because i watched it and i was like this is great i was like this is the movie i would show to someone if they're like i don't really know if i like horror movies they're not that scary i'm like watch this i feel like this movie is very well balanced and it knows exactly what it is um and uh you know and i feel like it gets a lot of unwanted hate uh so uh you know we'll see we'll see what everybody thinks um so come uh check it out uh, by all means, follow us on Twitter at it came from ch, so you can get that link. It's also going to be posted on the Monster Mania Little Mall of Horror. I'll put it there as well. Um, you know, um, as soon as I as soon as I can, uh, because once I start that watch party, then I have the link. So it'll pretty much be like you know when the when the movie starts. Um, so uh, we'll try to make it as easy as possible. But once you click on it, you can join, uh, and then you're pretty much good to go. And again, we can support up to 100 people. Uh, so I feel like that's a high number. Uh, and if you're even thinking of just you know. <laughs> even if you don't want to hang out for the whole thing that's fine hang out for a little while come say hi uh we'll be happy to talk to anybody who shows up there uh and it's a great way to test out because there's so many of these watch along services i'm actually kind of shocked that this one works so well like so quickly <laughs> um so if you've been thinking about checking one out here's a great way for you to do it yeah i i think it'll be fun it'll be a good time uh it's a good way to test it out look if it's you know, if we enjoy it and if they're, you know, if, if like I said, if like three people show up and they dig it, we could do it somewhat regularly. I'd be down to, I'm yeah. always down to an excuse to watch a flick. Uh, and especially like, again, like, you know, watching it, watching it separately and then coming back in together, you know, that's eh, fine. But like, I miss the days of like, hang, you know, what once or twice, you know, once a month, once every other month, you know, we used to just pop down, you know, go over to your house, pop into your basement. Mm-hmm. Uh, catch a double feature and i think i miss that probably you know one of the things i miss the most about covid is that stuff yeah so look i guess is it that but it's close enough um and i can i can definitely imbibe more as i don't have to drive that is true so that can lead to some interesting things as well especially if child's play is a little rough (laughs) (laughs) and and what's awesome is hopefully hopefully like you know we get some more people or maybe uh maybe we start to make the make it more like a semi-regular thing um like you know if we if we decide that we like it um but uh you know you have, you have the power to to pause the movie as well so like you know in the event that we wanted needed to take an intermission you could do it uh which is pretty cool i think and there are a ton a ton of horror movies on amazon prime like if it's an 80s like throwback classic it's probably on prime um i know a lot of people sometimes like forget about amazon prime um you know especially when we're caught up in netflix and hulu and shutter and all that stuff like that but i'm telling you do not sleep on amazon prime when it comes to the horror like it's legit yeah it definitely seems like they have a a pretty decent uh selection you know it, it it's sometimes it's a little uh i'm with you it's a little quantity over quality but there's some there's some serious gems in there that i was shocked uh that amazon had rights to so i think that's awesome man i think it's great um it'll be a good time uh irregardless 
I'm going to keep the Amazon train uh, a rolling, uh, believe it or not, uh, Mr. D, as we're, as we're talking here. Uh, did you happen to hear about uh, the Welcome to Blumhouse um, like watch party event at all? No. So uh, in this month of October, uh, Blumhouse is premiering four different movies starting this Saturday on Amazon Prime. Um, at 830 um, 8:30 uh, Eastern Standard Time. Uh, so the first one is uh, Saturday, October 10th, so that's this Saturday, and it's called The Lie, and uh, Peter Sarsgaard uh, is in it. And basically, uh, when uh, his teenage daughter confesses to impulsively killing her best friend, two desperate parents attempt to cover up the horrific crime, leading them on a complicated web of lies and deception. Uh, so if you have Amazon Prime, you can watch that. Uh, and then the next day, uh, on Sunday at 8.30 again, uh, there's a movie coming out called The Black Box. Um, and that's executive produced by Jason Blum. And it talks about, uh, it concerns a, a man who like loses his wife and his memory in a car accident. And he goes through this like experimental treatment. Uh, then he like can't figure out exactly like who he is. So I guess he kind of like loses his, like, you know, his memory in a way. Uh, then there's another one called Nocturne that comes out the next following Saturday on um, October the 17th. Uh, and it's uh, it says, inside the halls of an elite arts academy, a timid music student begins to outshine her more accomplished and outgoing twin sister when she discovers a mysterious notebook belonging to a recently deceased classmate. And then lastly, uh, on a Sunday, October 18th, uh, there's a movie called Evil Eye, and it's uh, a seemingly perfect romance turns into a nightmare when a mother becomes convinced her daughter's new boyfriend has a dark connection to her own past. Uh, so uh, it's pretty cool. There's a whole bunch of like awesome like throwback uh, pictures to, to each one of these um, like that you can check out. Uh, it's presented in part with Fantastic Fest and Fangoria and Blumhouse, and they're all premiering on Amazon Prime. Uh, super cool. That that is super cool. I, I love the idea. It makes sense. It's October, so you know horror content watching goes up. It's our season uh, for everyone else to enjoy what we enjoy for the other eleven months out of the year. So mm-hmm. I think that's awesome. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm looking through some of these right now. I don't know if any of these really speak to me, except for I think Black Box is kind of interesting. Black Box seems super cool and has some. Kind of, you know, anytime I hear sci-fi and horror, I instantly kind of perk up a little bit because uh, I feel like that's a the genre, a, a genre mashup that, while has been used to great effect, uh, Event Horizon and Sunshine come to mind. Uh, it, it doesn't get used enough to my liking, and I love that idea. So I think that's re- that's really cool. That one really intrigues me. That's on the oh, that's actually. Oh, it's today. That's uh, well, it's this uh, this coming Saturday. Oh, it says premiere October sixth. Okay, oh, cool. Well, That's awesome. Uh, I guess maybe it's a watch along thing that they have going on this weekend, but uh, it looks cool. Uh, and if you're looking for something a little cheesier, just because I found out about this yesterday, and I wanted to bring it up. There's a movie called Bad Hair. Uh, <laughs> it premieres on the. You heard about this? No, but I have to now. <laughs> um, it premieres on October 23rd on Hulu, uh, and it is in fact about a killer weave. Um, <laughs> it is a horror. It is a horror comedy. Uh, it, it's got an 8.9 million dollar budget, and um, Dawson's in it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> there's a lot of other this. people in it too. Uh, but I mean, Vanessa Williams is in it. Um, Blair Underwood is in it. Uh, Laverne Cox is in it. So there's a lot of there's a lot of famous uh, ushers in it. 
Kelly Rowland's in it. There's a lot of there's a lot of people in this movie. Um, I feel like it's gonna be fun. Um, it, Bad Hair, uh, October twenty third. Check it out. A lot of cool, fun movies coming out uh, this October. Um, a lot of awesome things to watch. That's for sure. Dude, the tagline for this movie is spectacular. Terror takes root. Yeah, the poster's really cool looking. It's got a very, um, it's got a very ring, mm-hmm. a ring grudge kind of vibe, doesn't it? Very much, very much so, man. Very much so. Yeah, I'm anxious to, I'm anxious to check this out. I think it's gonna be different. Oh, I mean, it's gonna be, it's not gonna be good. But I'm damn excited. That's the thing, it man. I'll like, tell you what. Like, contrary to popular belief, movies do not necessarily need to be good. They just need to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, yeah, you know. Um, about a, it's about two hours, a little long for for a comedy horror, but I'm down. Yeah, Ratings are great, but I'm I I want to check this out. This looks cool. Yeah, yeah, it looks like a good time, man. We need we need all the laughs we can get. <laughs> right? Seriously? <laughs> for sure, man. So, uh, speaking of uh, things not to laugh at, uh, mm. alligators in your basement. Oh yeah, um, we checked out uh, we checked out crawl. Um, which, uh, I believe was, was that PC 13? Uh, no, I don't know. Maybe are, um, they have the Alexander, uh, Aja, uh, directed, um, um, like crocodile, uh, thriller. Uh, and that would, that's what we use to test out the Amazon prime, um, you know, watch together thing. Uh, and, uh, you know, I feel like my expectations for this movie were a little bit higher, um, you know, than <laughs> that maybe they should have been, because uh, I really wanted it to be more of like a roller coaster, uh, like with like crazy, like like I wanted the level of like intensity with this crocodile to be like on the piranha level, like I wanted it to be insane, uh, and it's not like that. It's a little bit more um, like. Um, you know, they're building tension. Um, you're trying to figure out like where this is like, you know, what the next, what the crocodile's next move is going to be. The whole movie takes place in the basement, you know, of a flooded house. Uh, and they're playing like cat and mouse essentially with the, with the alligators to figure out how they're going to get out and survive during this hurricane. Um, so it's a little bit more of like a tension type builder thing, uh, than like an all out like action horror gore, um, type thing. Uh, but if you're looking for something maybe a little bit, you know, a little bit more on the suspense side, uh, it, it might it might be more up your alley. Yeah, I think it's it's a very cool movie. Um, it's a it's a great take. Obviously, you know, does well with its limitations. It was obviously pretty yeah. low budget, so they set it essentially at a crawl space of a house in Louisiana, dealing or Florida, excuse me, uh, dealing with alligators, uh, which are terrifying. It was uh, the gore was good. Um, uh, Barry Pepper, America's favorite character actor, uh, is wonderful as the dad, as you would expect him to be. He does these types of roles perfectly well. Uh, I don't remember the actress's name who plays the main character, but that was really cool. Um, It looks surprisingly good. Obviously, the gators are CGI, but at no point was I like that looks really terrible. It ever it. At worst, it looks passable, and a lot of times it looks quite good. Um, it's simplistic in its plot. There is no surprises to it, but I really enjoyed it. And it doesn't surprise me because, really, I there any movie I've seen that Alexander Aja has touched, I generally like quite a bit. Um, I've liked a, a ton of his movies. I High Tension is... 
the first film I think I ever saw of him. And I think that that movie is a bonafide classic of that French extreme period of cinema in the early 2000s. Piranha. He's spectacular. The remake of Maniac has its moments. He didn't direct that, but he produced uh, he was the writer on it. So that was great. Uh, have you ever seen Horns? Uh, that's a movie with Daniel Radcliffe, right? Yes. I didn't even call him Harry Potter. Aren't you proud? I am. It was impressive. <laughs> uh, I didn't see Horns, uh, but I did see Mirrors, um, mm-hmm. which uh, he directed right after The Hills Have Eyes. And um, and well, like I feel like I want to go back and, and, and rewatch that. Uh, and actually, apparently, Mirrors is based on a South Korean hard, horror film called Into the Mirror. So I definitely want to check that out. I like the premise of Mirrors a lot, but Mirrors has like that that one scene where like he like rips his jaw jaw open and it's just it, it's in, it's insane it's one of the uh, definitely the most like memorable uh like it's like scenes of that time yours came out in 2008 like right in like the sweet spot of like saw mania and uh it definitely stands up to anything that's in those movies uh look man i'm gonna tell you what as far as horns is concerned that's a movie to sit down with your wife and take a look at it. It's not horror. It's more fairy tale. Uh, Danny Radcliffe in a shocking turn of events is amazing. I mean, he's great in all of these kind of weird roles. It's a fun fairy tale flick. He was involved in uh, the pyramid, which is a movie that we watched together and loved. Uh, that was that sci-fi horror flick we watched outside at your place, you know, at this point a couple years ago. And that was really good. Uh, and crawl like I, I like his style. I like his I like his thought process behind movies. I like how he's deliberate. I like how he wastes no time. It's a it's a it's a fast hour and a half movie doesn't drag doesn't give you a ton of exposition. It gives you what you need to know when you need to know it. Uh, I like that. I like I like movies at this scale where they're obviously lower budget to get to the point and let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, and this movie does you're, you're indicators in like the first 20 minutes. Uh, and you know, everything you need to know about these characters, you care about them. There's some great moments. I, I think it is uh, a really, really great flick uh, with a really cool, you know, we've seen creature movies before, but I don't think we've never seen a creature like a like the uh like the, the jaws concept but in a house you know it's like the traditional like when you really think about like the running from the killer in the house but what if that killer was a jaws go uh it, that's a cool concept and i think he delivers on it 90 percent of the way there yeah i mean you you're correct i mean it's uh it just wasn't quite as um it wasn't quite as like fast paced as i was hoping it would be like i like I saw the director and I was like, "Yo, I'm like this is gonna be crazy," uh, and uh, it's just not that it's just not that type of movie. So I, I had the wrong expectations going into it, but I still enjoyed it. It was still fun. Yeah, it it definitely um it is interesting. It definitely was go- it definitely wasn't quite as gory. Um, no, you know as I would expect. But you know what's great? Uh, I just checked it on Wikipedia. Thirteen point five million dollar budget made uh, ninety one point five million bucks. So good. that's a big win. Good stuff. Um, that's good. Who doesn't like that? Absolutely. Uh, oh, in 2019, uh, Quentin Tarantino called Crawl his favorite film of the year. See? Quentin Tarantino. Look that's at high, that. That's high praise, man, man. It's high praise. So, yeah, I'm a. Uh, I, I liked it. I, I you know I wouldn't I I didn't love it. I don't know if I necessarily like run out and catch it again, but I definitely liked it a lot. Yeah. 
Well, if you want to be able to check it out, it is available over on uh, Amazon Prime. So just another example of something you can check out. Uh, you know, in case you're wondering, no, Amazon Prime did not sponsor <laughs> this episode. Uh, we've been talking about them a lot, but uh, it just so happened that we were like, hey, let's test this out, make sure that it's going to be good, uh, you know, for the watch along. And, uh, you know, it worked It worked really well. And uh, the movie was pretty good as well. So, hey, win-win. Yeah, awesome. Uh, cool. Want to do a little toys? Uh, I mean, I know, I know you're chomping at the bit. I, I know you got some stuff. I'm hoping, I'm hoping you have some surprises up your sleeve, but we'll see. You usually do. I, I got one. Okay. Uh, so I don't know what it is uh, recently, it, but it seems like there's a merchandising run on screen. Maybe it's the fact of the rumored fifth movie. I have no idea, but obviously we have NECA has put out their cloth figure. They put out their ultimate or are soon to put out their ultimate ghost face. And it turns out that also uh, Sideshow is putting out a six, uh, six inch scale, excuse me, a sixth scale figure. Uh, which is about 12 inches tall of Ghostface, uh, which is really, really cool. It's going to come out, looks like, uh, but somewhere uh, end of Q, beginning of Q1, uh, beginning of Q2 of 2021. Uh, if anyone, if you have a sideshow collectible, you'll understand that two things. Number one, they're incredibly high quality. Number two, they are incredibly expensive. Uh, this is going to go for $210. Ooh. So get to get oh my god uh yeah i mean look it's gonna be it's gonna be spectacular it's gonna be well made um you know the photos of like the poses and the stuff like on toy arc i mean it looks it looks really really good uh you know here's the and this is of no fault of sideshow collectibles but i the character of ghostface Uh is so simplistic yep i was just thinking that that like I don't even though I adore those movies to spend that amount of money on a character that is essentially a the iconic ghost face in a black robe with very few accessories. It really it's a couple of hands. It uh, looks like two two sets of hands, a knife and a bloody knife. That's a lot of dough to yeah. go into um, a two hundred ten dollar figure. I but. Mean- he looks like, I mean, it looks like, I mean, it is Ghostface. Um, I like the, I mean, the only other Ghostface I've seen, you know, that's that has yet to come out yet, if I'm not mistaken, is the NECA one, um, like the NECA Ultimate Ghostface. And I do like the material uh, on Ghostface clothes here a little bit more because the NECA one seemed a little shiny, um, like almost glittery in a way, um, where this one is definitely more flat. Uh, but, I mean, it's just, you know, Ghostface is just in his cloak, He's got his mask, and that, and that and that's it. You know, <laughs> you know, like I'd like to see what this looks like, you know, side by side with the NECA one, you know, because uh, they're uh, they're they're definitely way two two different worlds. Yeah, you know, there's a difference between spending thirty bucks on a simplistic character and spending two hundred and ten dollars. Uh, I'm noticing something interesting here, uh, and I didn't notice this when I was prepping it, but at, at no point on any of the official promotional material does it say "Scream." It says Ghostface, and it's the trademark is owned by uh, another company. It looks like, uh, forgive me, Easter Easter Unlimited Fun World Division. So that that to me is interesting. I'm wondering if, because I know that there's some interesting licensing with Ghostface in that another company created that mask. Wes loved it. 
wanted to use his movie, but they own the ghost face mask uh, itself. So I'm wondering if this is a licensing thing, which is why he doesn't come with, again, a voice changer, a phone. Mm. Um, but again, like the types of things I would expect him to come to a removable head with an actor's likeness, um, those types of things. So, OK, that's interesting. Um, I just noticed that. So I think that's cool. I wanted to put it out there. I won't be getting it, although I do have uh, my new nightmare uh, sideshow, which I got for a song uh, at a con. I think I got that for twenty five bucks. And uh, that was the pickup of the decade. Uh, and I love it. He's amazing looking. And even though he's relatively old by sideshow standards, he's he's still really, really solid looking. Uh, this is going to be amazing. That's going to be great. Uh, so. Glenn, real quick, uh, have you ever played Dead by Daylight? Uh, Dead by Daylight is, uh, no. Uh, I uh, I played the Friday the 13th game, and essentially Dead by Daylight is a little bit of the same, uh, where you're usually put into, like, like the world of, like, a horror, um, you know, like a horror villain, uh, and they have all different, like, licenses of different villains. And uh, it's basically like a one versus many, uh, where one of these, like, villains will go through and, like, stalk everyone and... Uh, and uh, you know, off them in an attempt to win. So I have very little familiarity with this game. I know of it. I know what it is, and I've you know, but I've never played it. I've never really had a whole lot of interest in playing it. Uh, but that may change because some of their original character design is very cool. Turns out that uh, Figma which is made by the Good Smile Company. Uh, if you're not familiar with Figma figures, they are incredibly poseable, incredibly articulate. I have a ton of them in uh, Pacific, from the Pacific Rim line, and I love them. Uh, they are some of my favorite figures to play with because they are infinitely poseable, incredibly well-made, and uh, Figma uses kind of has their own stands. All of their figures have like this little plug in a particular area uh, and that you can plug this proprietary stand into it. It makes them very easy to pose dynamically and all this cool stuff. So they are doing uh, what the, the character name from this movie, uh, excuse me, this game called the trapper. And he is so cool looking. Um, he is, uh, he's basically like what you would imagine hulking killer. You know, he's got like this weird, like almost looks like burned skin with a really creepy mask covered in blood. Uh, and he is really awesome looking. Um, glad are you checking him out? Yeah, he's definitely, he's definitely cool. I feel like he might be their original character, uh, for the game, from the game because, uh, they started off with one and then they added more and more as they got more licenses. Um, uh, you know, they have Freddy, Michael Myers, Letterface, Jigsaw, Ash. Um, there's even a Stranger Things map. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I think this is their original character. He, he definitely looks neat. Yeah. And I like that, man. I'd be totally down if they put together, like, you know, make figures of your original characters. I'm super down. They, and they have them posed up with, um, they have like their, uh, uh, if you check it out on Toy Arc. They have the uh, he's like a gray figure. It's like they're that's a figure they sell. He's incredibly posable and like they show different ways and different things. He can kill him. The thing that I thought was really cool. And I know that I do know this is part of the game, which is he comes with what it seems like is a a, a meat hook accessory, um, which will attach. And you can kind of see it. That's the figma stand, that kind of clear thing. It's infinitely posable. And it looks like you could hang another fig, another figma figure from it. 
which to me is super, super cool. Uh, it makes for a lot of interesting posability and some interesting uh, ways to kind of do it. Uh, I think the only, you know, here's the one thing I'll say about uh, Figma, and you can see it on um, in general if you're looking at Figma figures. And the I think the the Pacific Rim figures I have hide this well because it's bulky in its armor. But like there are weird joints here. Um, you can see it in his elbow. It's like this big round sphere. Uh, and same thing in his wrist. He basically his wrist kind of ends uh, and then it's like a ball, which is a little strange looking. Uh, would it stop me from buying it? Uh, I don't know. I mean, the price prices on Figma's are not cheap. Uh, they're not incredibly expensive. It goes for about 9000 yen. So about 85 US bucks. So it's on the higher end of this scale of this type of figure. But I would say this. If you are either a fan of the um, if you're a fan of the game, I think this is a given. If you are a fan of just, you know, maybe slightly, uh, you know, you know, horror slashers. Uh, the character design on this is is cool enough to, I think, at least consider it. So I think this is awesome. It's a really cool one. Yeah, he's definitely neat looking. That's for sure. Uh, you had something. You were interested. You had a statue that you I, thought was cool. I did. I actually got an email uh, about this, and this is the first time I, I didn't have a chance today to check it out. But while you sent me these links for Toy Arc, I saw this pop up on there. And they're, uh, they're made by Waxwork Records, uh, which releases a bunch of uh, different horror soundtracks. Uh, and they are um, they're basically what they're calling um, uh, spinishers, uh, which are like little like mini statues that you place on top of your, um, your record spindle. So when you're listening to the music, it spins around on top of the record. Uh, and the first one that they're releasing, they're releasing a Universal Monsters set. And the first one that they're releasing is uh, Frankenstein. Uh, and you can go and you can check. I'll put the link in the uh, description so you can check them out over, of course, on uh, Toy Arc. They're twenty four dollars, uh, and it kind of looks like a little bit of uh, like like a bust, uh, like a little mini uh, uh, statue, and it's full color. Frankenstein looks pretty like pretty spot on. I think he looks really yeah. really good. Uh, looks like his head might be a little big, uh, but uh, aside from that, I think I think it looks awesome. Um, this would definitely be cool to have sit on top uh, of your record as you're as you're listening to music. Uh, you're not going to, of course, be able to close your uh, turntable lid if you if you have one of them. Um, and uh, it's not. It says it's about three and uh, you know three quarters inches tall. Uh, so it's a little it's a little bit big. Um, but I mean, it, it's a bust, so it, it's gonna it's gonna be a little bit larger. I don't think uh, like I doesn't say quite how heavy it is, uh, so I don't think it's quite the same as having like a record clamp like on that sits on top of your record to like you know reduce uh, like any vibration or anything like that. Uh, but it definitely looks cool, and I'm sure that if you are super into soundtracks and things like that, this is something that's a little bit on the smaller side that you can display. And they say that they're gonna put out a Universal Monsters uh, like set, uh, so we'll see how many of them actually come out. Uh, but it looks neat, and for twenty four bucks, like that's uh, that's different. And Waxwork does like a ton of awesome stuff, so they're a great company. That's yeah. I I mean, I definitely have a couple Waxwork releases, so I think it's just cool. And I think I get it. Kind of fits in their niche, but yet it's kind of branching out. What I you know, I think the idea is cool. I think it's a display piece as well as something functional. It'd be interesting what other licenses they get, and you know, you know, they're obviously going to do Universal Classic Monsters first, which I think also fits uh, with a lot of the stuff they put out. But I'd be interested if they did a. You know what? You know, what I'd be interested in if they did like a like a like the Nosferatu one. 
I think that's what I pick up because that's a that's a cool. I love that character. They've done the uh, they've done the seventies remake of that soundtrack. Um, they have put that out, uh, and the creature looks uh, pretty similar. Uh, so uh, that's I feel like that's maybe maybe a possibility. What's neat about this is that it's it's small enough and it's flat. So like even if you're not into like, even if you don't have a record player, like you can still use it as a, as a display piece. Like it looks cool. You know you don't need to you don't need to use it for that. Um, so it, it's neat and it's small enough that you could have a few of them and like put them up somewhere and not take up a lot of room. Yeah, totally. So um, this last piece. Uh, so I discovered uh, something super cool, and I I literally and I discovered this very early on in September, and I almost texted you and I said no. I got to save it for the cast. Uh, so I discovered this company. Uh, they are a company by the name of Toy DNA. They are putting out uh, a new line. It's not out yet. Uh, called The Cursed Dead. And these look like some super cool original horror characters. Um, they, The best way to check them out is they have a website. Their website has next to nothing. So don't bother with it. It's seems like for this company they do most of their stuff via facebook uh so you can check them out there if you just google curse dead you can find kind of where they're at it the project looks like it's still moving on their last post was mid-september they unveiled a new figure called hate uh it's a six inch scale line of original characters but obviously influenced and inspired by classic horror and these look awesome um Glenn, are you on the page right now? Yeah, I'm on it right now. I'm checking out the one that kind of looks like the fly. Dude, um, he kind of looks like like he kind of looks like the uh, the fly character from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles a little bit, but yes. um, a little like eviler and more they, gory. Um, that figure is what sold me. Um, I was like, oh my god! It looks like for anyone who you know when you're checking it out, he definitely has a slightly cartoony style vibe, and I like I like the analogy that you because now that you say it, I can't unsee it. Yeah. Um, at least based on the mock-ups, and I'll be these are obviously you know production mock-ups, so it'll be interesting what the final production version looks like. But it looks like we're it looks like it'll be some soft goods. We're gonna get a soft, really torn up and messed up pants. You're gonna get this torn up lab jacket. Uh, he has this crazy looking, super deformed arm. Uh, man, does he look just so cool? Uh, I am so into it. Uh, the hate figure, it looks a little simple, but I like it. It's the, um, the kind of devil looking figure at the very top. Mm -hmm. Super, super cool. Um, I don't, they, they have a lot of, they have a lot of mock-ups and a lot of design. So obviously they're still kind of getting going. It looks like, and in the design phases, but some of the stuff I'm seeing looks really cool. Uh, it looks like, uh, last December they basically posted uh, a Krampus, that looks like a digital render of a Krampus, which I would buy in a heartbeat. Uh, these line, this line, it, it, if and when it comes out, and I'm hoping that it won't be, you know, too long. Yeah. Uh, it looks like this is something that I would be incredibly interested in if the production can match up with some of these uh, designs. One of the things I thought was really cool, Glenn, I'll, I'll send it over to you, uh, because there's a real you don't find too many great werewolf figures. Um, they just, there's, there's not many out there. And this was the, the mock-up of this is just, again, it's obviously pre-production. It's entirely gray, but Oh my God, it looks so cool. 
Yeah, I saw him on the. I saw his picture on the on the Facebook. You're not kidding about the website, by the way. The Facebook is definitely the way to go. Yeah, they obviously that's how they communicate. That's not all that uncommon for small independent figure companies. Um, so yeah, I and again, there's no release date on any of this stuff. I don't have any news. Um, I may actually reach out to them and say, hey, like you know, can any information? Like, may I'll do like a little little written interview if they'd be willing to talk. Uh, but I think this is just, it's such a cool, I love, um, one of the things actually we were talking before we started recording is I'm a big, I'm a big fan of the mythic legions line, which is shout out to my Jersey boys. They are mostly, uh, their own fantasy creation, right? Um, they don't, they don't use pre-existing licenses. They create original characters and put out figures for it. And there's not, anything like that in horror it's all licensed which is great and there's nothing wrong with that and i love that stuff but i would love a mythic legions horror original horror characters in a horror universe and this looks like kind of the direction that they're trying to go with it and that's really exciting to me so I love this stuff, man. This is, I thought it was really cool. So I wanted to share it, share it with the audience. I hope you all get a chance to go check it out. Um, the brood looks really cool. He's got, again, like a, a feral vampire look. It just, these look really dope and, and I'm down for it. They, they definitely look neat. You can tell they put a lot of work into them. Yeah. I mean, look, if that price point is under 40 bucks, I'm, I'm a hundred percent in. Like if it's thirty nine ninety nine, which is based on you know what I've seen on other indie you know independent uh, mm-hmm. figure companies and the scale they're going for, the detail that it looks like they're going to get, uh, that probably is going to be about the price point. And I'm down. Um, this is going to get expensive. <laughs> so uh, for anyone, it's called the Cursed Dead. Uh, you can find them. Uh, uh, like I said, Facebook is the best place to check them out if you want to check out some of their posts. Uh, they're it's looking really awesome. Yeah, man. And I'll stick the link to that over uh, in the show notes. So it'll be nice and easy to find. So you don't have to try to search around on Facebook. It places a little bit of a cesspool. <laughs> <laughs> right now during, during election season. No, surely you just... no way. No way. <laughs> Only the most accurate information. <laughs> <laughs> so check um, them out, man. I, th- I think they do some cool stuff. Yeah, definitely. My man. Cool. I think that, I think that's all we got. That that I think that is it for today, man. Awesome. Uh, always fun time. Always a great time, I mean. It was funny. We're, every time we're like, ah, oh, there's not that much to talk about, and then boom, forty six minutes later, like you know, here we are. Uh, but uh, once again, thank you all for tuning in and listening. Uh, you know, and be sure, uh, you know, if you're interested in uh, doing the watch along of the new Child's Play uh, remake on October the 24th at 10 p.m., follow us on over on Twitter at it came from ch, uh, so you can get that link as soon as it's posted. Again, I'm also going to post it over in the. Um, uh, in the Monster Mania Mall of Horrors. So you'll be able to get it there as well. Uh, room for up to 100 people. So, you know, invite your friends, invite your family, uh, you know, and uh, we'll we'll be super excited to see you there. Uh, and uh, by all means, you know, if you guys have uh, any questions for us, uh, we always like to interact with you over on Twitter. Uh, we'll definitely make sure that we follow you back. We want to be able to be as active in the Monster Mania community as possible and kind of just keep the love of the con going. Uh, so for myself, uh, for Mr. Rob, thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you again soon, hopefully at the Watch Lawn on October 24th at 10 p.m. See you guys.